0: Welcome to the MX Radio Podcast brought to you by MedTerra CBD. You can go to MedTerraCBD.com right now and enter discount code BigMXRadio15 to save 15% off every single one of your purchases. I am your host, Brad Gebhart. With me on the line, he's a repeat offender on the BigMX Radio Podcast. He is a fantastic guest. He's got unbelievable amounts of stories. We can go every single direction with this guy. As far as your imagination could go, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, the Red Bull Imagination Series. All three episodes are out, and uh, and, and a good bulk of that is featuring none, on, none other than the guest we have on the line right now. He is the General Sipes. Sipes, how's it going?
1: It's going good, man. Just, uh, uh, I guess, decompressing after that crazy week last week, and uh, getting stuff cleaned up, and moving on.
0: Tons of time on the motorcycle. I'm sure when you uh, when you're, you're not in Kansas anymore, but when you showed up there, uh, like you're not a guy that shies away from a challenge. But uh, there's a, more than a few jumps out there that would uh, make a guy think twice and maybe even pucker when you you, uh, you 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 take off on a few of those jumps.
1: Yeah, there was shit. Almost every one of them was like, "Yeah, let me watch these guys hit it," you know, or really watch. Uh, Tyler Burnley hit it 10 times and then you know you can kind of gauge it from there um, they were really scary and, and they yeah you know, I treated it like a race I went there to learn and figure it out and do my best and I didn't go there to not jump stuff or you know back down so but every one of them was like man any mistake long or short like a small mistake there is a big mistake you know you're going to end up it's going to end up hurting pretty bad and uh, so it was a lot of fun um, happy with the way I rode and the way it turned out and uh, but yeah definitely scary
0: so how did this come about for you like who uh, at what point did you know about this guy uh, coming down on the horizon and then um, yeah like uh, like pulling the trigger going out there and uh, yeah it must have been like it looked scary but also like on like me watching it as a fan um, I haven't been that excited and blown away by just the optics and some of the cool stuff that was going on on dirt bikes like that in quite some time. It must've been cool to be part of that.
1: Oh yeah, it was amazing. Um, I just, I don't think anything like it's really ever been done, you know, to build a whole course like that. It's one thing to to go out in the hills and shovel a few hits, but to build a whole course from scratch like that, I mean, Dream Tracks did it. Un- unbelievable job uh, all done i wouldn't i've would been more scared to hit it if somebody else built it but i knew like and if i wasn't wrong as soon as you hit the jumps like everything is absolutely perfect the face perfectly matches the downside you know you hit it it actually the way the faces were built you hit them with way less speed than you think um just because it's such a perfect lip and um yeah i guess it was about mid-september uh bearman called me up he's like hey i'm doing this thing you know i want you to come out and i'm like all right let me think about it for a minute called up red bull and and they're like wait a minute you you want to do that i'm like well yeah like it i've always thought what what those guys do is really cool and i'm always you know up for trying something new and um they, the guy my guy at red bull said uh, hey you're gonna make me eat my words but this would be the most out of your comfort
0: zone you've ever been and
1: i'm like well i mean okay it's probably gonna be big but i think i can handle it i think this is more up your alley than
0: flat track to be honest there uh ryan uh
1: i don't know i'd I'd say they're about the same Okay, Um, okay flat track is really difficult this is not difficult per se it's just you have to be so precise, What you do in flat track too. They're just not near the, the consequences in flat track, you know, as there is doing something like this. Um, but anyway, um, you know, talk called Tyler back today. Hey, I'm, I mean, you know, at least give it a shot. But I said, Hey, just know that if I get there and it's too big, like I'm not going to, you know, be stupid out there. I'm not going to hurt myself. And he's like, dude, just do what you can and it'll be fine. And they were all, stoked on how i did like they were i don't know what they thought i know i could tell in um a lot of people's eyes you know the film guys who i've known forever when i told them you know i was coming and when i got there it was like they didn't really know you know if i could do it but i ended up being able to, to get it done
0: absolutely showing everybody how it's done uh and then that you still have uh, a few a uh, few tricks in your your uh your arsenal and but that's this this whole thing wasn't about tricks it wasn't about um uh being able to go upside down on a motorcycle inverted any type of like like big freestyle tricks this was about expression and uh and using the course and i think that you were one of the guys who uh had some creativity to uh to use, and then then it shows in the second episode where uh, you're 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 on the front wheel across that. Uh, I guess that must be two shipping containers back to back. Which like you like when you get a guy like uh, Jeremy Stenmark to uh, kind of goof out a little bit about what you uh, you did across that thing. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. That's got to feel good.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome the whole time. You just you know pretty stoked on how I was doing for a moto guy, you know, to come in and do it, which silly is too, or, or was, he's got a little bit more experience with that kind of stuff than me, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be able to whip it as big as them or really do any tricks at all. But if I could just show a little style and, um, and then get creative with, you know, the box and there's a, when you see the, it's go, it's going to be a Red Bull signature series, uh, okay. sometime in, I don't know, November, December, but, um, I got some some creative little lines too. Whenever I I do my actual runs, so it'll be. Cause they didn't really show it in the YouTube video that much, but um, I don't know. I think it's it ended up being pretty good, and I I scored close enough to the guys. You know that I wasn't uh, I wasn't the odd man out. Like, hey, why is that guy here?
0: So. Fair enough. I, I assume you won. I, I I don't even need to watch the the signature <laughs> series. I I, uh, I I've already uh, I've already put in my request for a number one jersey uh, in relation to this event. Um, but um, good good for you, man. And like, what blows me away is when you watch the first episode and and Tyler Bierman, uh telling Tom Parsons that it most of the jumps are second gear. I that has to be uh a, like not only second gear, but the, like a specific gear ratio that you guys are worried. Like, do you guys go up a tooth in the back to uh, to get more torque over those types of sizes as it jumps? But like, cause I don't I don't think, I've ridden a 450. I don't think I can go those distances on second gear on a 450.
1: Dude, what was crazy is I showed up with moto suspension and moto gearing. And You're they're insane. like, "You, I wouldn't want to do this stuff with moto uh, suspension and but I did everything, no problem, and I ended up borrowing some of TB's suspension, his spare set of like supercross, super stiff stuff, for the the final day, and it was way better. Uh, I quit bottoming out so much. But the gearing thing was actually in- interesting. Um, they're running like way lower than you would even run in supercross. Like second gear's got to feel like first with the gearing they're on. While really. I had the moto gearing. We figured it up. I was uh, equal to about four and a half teeth higher. So faster than they were. So I was in second and third, the entire track. I never got out of third. Um, all the small, well, quote unquote, smaller jumps, everything was second, except the two big ones, the big dog one and big dog two, you know, back and forth over the hill. Everything else was, um, those were third, everything else was second.
0: Fair enough. Now, now tell me about the the first time that you hit the, the jump that's over the trees, and, because even with the helmet footage, you don't see the landing until you were, like, almost past the, the, the height of the top of the jump, um, that's a pretty big leap of faith, man, like, uh, to just absolutely send that thing, um, and obviously, you can, you can follow somebody off it, you can watch someone do it a hundred times, but it still takes a lot of commitment to, uh, to hit it, and, uh, yeah, so, like, and I know you've hit some big jumps in your day. What did it feel like when you uh, you get up to the top of that thing and uh, you, you can actually see where you're going to be landing?
1: <laughs> the first time I hit it, I thought, oh, no, because I came up short the first time. Not, like, case it. I just landed on top, but still. I mean, that that face was dang near vertical, so you go super high. And it was 98 foot, so it's not a easy landing if you don't catch the downside. And uh, the first day we went down there and hit it, and I'm not – I can't follow people off jumps. I just, for whatever reason, um, and you you might see it in the in the TV show, but um, I tried following TB off one of the big ones and came up a little short on it too. I'm just not good at following people. But so I watched those guys hit it a bunch of times, and, and I was about to go for it. And it was getting dark. I thought I'll save it for tomorrow. I came back the next day, and nobody was even down there with a camera or anything. I was like, I got to go hit this thing before I psych myself out and I came up a little short and tweaked my ankle and everything, but turned around and hit it again right away and greased it every time after that. Nailed it perfect. So it was for sure scary and just hard to judge looking through the trees. You, it was it was like a false, you know, um, depth perception thing. Like you, you just couldn't tell. Should I hit this in third? Should I hit second? Wide open, you know, three-quarter. But had a little mishap, but then then pulled it off the rest of the time.
0: Fair enough. Now, that, and it does sound like a scary jump, but actually, ninety-eight feet is not uh, like an insurmountable, crazy jump. In fact, I'm, I'm sure you've jumped Loraco's leap, and and that's over over uh, well over a hundred feet. So, uh, uh, for all intents and purposes, it's a bigger jump.
1: Yeah, but this one was way harder to judge and way, way like way steeper. Um, okay. and a kind of a short face for how steep it was. I mean, it was a tall face, but for how steep it was, it was... I mean, I bottomed both front and rear out with my moto suspension on the face, uh, if that tells you anything. Like, yes. I come out of the corner in second, and there's, like, a little low double, and you pretty much land off that with some good speed and then gas it all the way up the face to make it. And it was wide open up the face to make it. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was just hard to judge, but a fun jump once you figured it out. Um, now I never really like whipped it or anything off of that one. That was the one that that one and the two big ones over the hill that I really wasn't super comfortable whipping off of, which everybody else was. But uh, they can they can have that. I, I jumped them. <laughs> you know that
0: was yeah. good enough. Nah, you're you take that and, and run with it. One of the coolest things I, I thought about the entire course is that a lot of the, the the biggest jumps, or even some of the smaller ones, had sort of like a a small double right before it to sort of just get you into a flow of arcing off that those jumps. I think that was almost sort of like the uh, an underrated little linchpin to success of the whole thing of that it really allowed um, a lot of flow out there and like yeah, you can you can throw a lot more style in when you're kind of feeling it that way.
1: Yeah. The main reason for those was just kind of a speed check. Um, if you have a lot of space before a jump, it's kind of, you can get lost Like you jump it once and then say you make it. And then the next time, if you have a lot of space before it, it's kind of like, dang, am I going fast enough? I'm not really sure. But if you have that speed check, you kind of know, all right, hit that. And then it's half throttle to here, then full off the face. Um, with that, that was a big help on a lot of those jumps, just having that little thing before it that way, it just gives you um something to gauge off of and it was it was cool i mean like i said dream tracks and jason baker they they killed it and tyler too i mean his it was whole, his whole idea and his design so
0: to um
1: i was it was an awesome course i really hope i get to go back and ride it just to have some fun one day
0: no doubt well they, they can't just build that thing once and only use it once that would be a travesty uh, I don't know personally if I'm hitting any of those jumps anytime soon although second and third gear on a 450 like if Ryan says I can do it I'll, I'll get some super cross suspension and 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 do my best guess but uh, who who impressed you the most and uh, and who were you most proud to be able to uh, sort of impress while you were riding
1: uh, shoot, I don't know. The one thing I noticed, which Behrman, I knew he's a gamer. Like, he always steps it up a notch or two whenever, you know, there's a competition or there's a camera out there looking at him. Um, but but Raha, Kobe Raha, he he, you know, we did all the practice and everything together, and he was, you know, doing cool stuff, but not anything crazy. And then once the run came around, he was just – he had all these tricks in his back pocket. He was pulling out little – little style things here and there. That was cool to see. I've always felt like that's kind of my, my I'm uh, better under pressure, uh, better, you know, in competition than mm-hmm. I am just practicing. It was cool to see uh, those guys kind of do the same. And I, she, everybody was impressive. I mean, Vicky Golden was – she jumped most of the big stuff before we did, before any of the guys besides Tyler did. She followed him off him like, without, with one run up, and she just hit it. And then she was – Indian Air and the one over the trees and yeah, just going huge and that was a bummer that she broke her foot um, on a freak kind of thing. She didn't even make a mistake, um, but then Sealy was awesome. He's got gotten uh, better at the style side of it, you know, since he's been doing this free ride stuff. And he had some little knacks and some cool whips. Um, and Tom P, I've always been a big fan of his. Just watching him throw that thing upside down uh, and yeah, it was just cool, and then, you know, as far as impressing somebody, I mean, I didn't really think of it that much, but it was cool to, you know, to hear those guys say, whoa, you know, I didn't know you could do this, or I didn't know you had that in you or whatever, and I don't know, I'm just there to to try to do my best, and um, my biggest thing is if I can get better at it, then I'm having fun. Like, if I can go out there and learn something, then I'm I'm having a good time, so.
0: Fair enough. So Ryan Sipes is looking for an invite for Imagination Two, which um, if if that dropped, it's going to be absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm. I, I, uh, I want to. I mean, they're already talking about it, so it's it's going to happen. And and I said, count me in. And they said, you got an invite as long as we do it. So
0: yeah, pumped. Fair enough. So that, that and that's awesome. We're looking forward to seeing the signature series when it comes out, and uh, and you taking a victory lap at the very end of it. Uh, but what uh, what else is what's the next uh, thing on the schedule uh, for General Sipes? Uh, you've you've really kind of carved out a niche within the industry here, uh, and, and in addition to uh, like garnering maybe more fan support now than you did as a full fledged uh, Supercross uh, and Motocross uh, athlete um but what, what do you got what's the next thing you got coming down the pipe
1: um well for this year i think i'm pretty much done i mean there's not really any overseas races going on or no. anything like that um so we got a little thing coming up that we're working on can't really say much about it yet but um in a fun little project with another red bull athlete which is always cool and that's the cool thing about red bull like they're always trying to uh, which was my whole idea behind this race everything deal is kind of cross pollinate like your your cross promote between different audiences. So you know yeah. me uh, as a motocross slash you know dirt bike rider, uh, I'm doing a project with another guy that has nothing to do with dirt bikes, but we're gonna kind of mix them and and make it uh, make a cool uh, project out of it. I think. So, but then just get ready for next year. Uh, I got a couple injuries that I had uh, a knee, tore my PCL at the flat track uh, about a month ago and then uh, got my ankle pretty good. Might have broke my leg. I'm not sure. It's still hurting pretty bad, but that was the imagination thing when I cased that one over the tree. So just kind of letting stuff heal up and uh, getting ready for next year. Hopefully we get a little back, a little closer to normal you know, for twenty one than it was in two thousand twenty and go race some cool races and, and have some fun.
0: Fair enough. Uh and any any chance that we see you uh racing a supercross race long into your forties. Like, like, can we, we just assume <laughs> that you're gonna continue to do that?
1: Um man, I'm hoping to at least until I'm thirty eight. So we'll thirty eight what's that. what's so special said, about thirty eight? Oh it's just two years from now. That's what I'm okay. trying to do is two more years, which is what I said two years ago when I signed the Red Bull deal. I was like, I I want two more years, and then I'm probably done. But I feel like this year that taken away from me, you know, yeah. as far as my last year, and it's such a weird year. So I'm going gonna, gonna to give her two more, and then I guess uh, hopefully my wife's not listening to the podcast, but I guess, uh, you know, see where I'm at there. I'm not going to commit to being done at that point but I'm also not going to commit to doing more. I'll just kind of see how I feel if I'm still competitive and still able to do this stuff. Like I'd be crazy to not, uh, not try to do it because this is, um, by far the most fun I've ever had in my career and the most, um, interesting schedule and, and, um, yeah, I'm having
0: a ball. Absolutely, my friend. If it, if it makes sense, you're still having fun doing it, and you're still doing well with it, uh, and you feel healthy, I uh, uh, I don't see uh, why you'd stop anytime uh, before that. Um, completely, completely changing uh, the conversation with, uh, altogether. Uh, I happened to stumble across some uh, some results. I actually now now thinking back to it. I don't remember if uh, if you were part of the amateur event. But I know that uh, one, Justin, in quotations, Pooh Sipes, was like eighth at the two thousand and one U.S. Open. What do you remember about your brother going to that event? Were you at that event? Um, I, I love just going uh, going back and just looking at old results and stuff like that. And, and that was one of the things that stuck out to me. Did you did you both ride the event, or did, just just was it just Pooh, or who what what was going on there?
1: Yeah, we we both did it. I wanna say, uh, I say no 01 and 01 o one and o two i think um yeah one twenty five so I was it was like a schoolboy class, i think mm-hmm. and uh the first year, I guess it would have been o one um I led the entire race till the last lap, and josh hansen i messed, made a mistake, and Josh Hansen passed me um yeah second year, I don't know, I think Ron Mills took me out or something but Pooh actually he almost won it one year too i think we did it we both did it both years he almost won it one year and then um the other year i think he yeah he had some trouble got a crash or something but that was pretty cool to kind of like a cool intro to supercross like if the us open track was not a true supercross it was more like arena cross but you're in front of fans you're there with the pros riding a track that you know we would never been on anything like that so to get to do that was pretty neat and um a cool opportunity for for you know us as kids
0: no doubt and just like it was such a cool time in the sport um like i I looked at those results and literally every class including the four stroke classes is just absolutely studded with all the people who uh, would go on to uh be be really really uh um really influential in the the sport and, uh, and some of them still in it and stuff like that so uh pretty cool to see i think uh like that year, Chisholm and uh, and Millsaps went, uh, did battle for the, uh, for the for the overall in the, in the super mini class. Yeah, nice, right. cool, man. Well, uh, I know you got a, a a busy day ahead of you. I, I wanted to steal some time from you today to uh, kind of go over and decompress a little bit from uh, the Imagination series. Um, on behalf of motocross fans everywhere, I appreciate you. Uh, never, uh, ceasing to amaze us and, uh, always pushing further and, uh, like, and also being such a down to earth guy to make the, make us, uh, regular humans feel like, uh, maybe we, if we threw a leg over a bike, we'd be able to do something like you do. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing it for all of us there, big guy.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm having a ball, man. And it's cool to see that people are into it. Um, it's just something different. I feel like, I, you know, if everybody could do what I'm doing, they would for sure. Cause it's, it's way more fun. Uh, and it's just cool. Um, it's fun to push yourself and not care or not be scared to fail. Um, I'll, I'll try to never be scared to fail cause it's going to happen whether you're scared of it or not. So if you're, you, it, what I've found, if you're not scared to fail, you succeed more often. So, anyway it's cool uh, thanks to all the fans that that are uh rooting me on and you know send me messages and stuff it's cool to hear and thanks for having me on man
0: fair enough well everybody continue cheering on uh ryan sipes and uh he's obligated to continue doing it for as long as he hears nice things said about him so uh that's right we're, we're going sipes two more years love it uh Ryan, appreciate the time, my friend. I'll let you get on with the rest of your day, but uh, do not hang up right now. But uh, we'll we'll cut it off right there.
1: Uh thanks, dude.